0: Hey, hi, ho,
1: welcome back. It's Powerhouse Fence Show in the house. I'm Zach Shue. I got Dan Turbyville here. We got a secret surprise guest lined up, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's
0: no- see. Nobody we- knows by the title or anything. So, uh, you
1: know, it's definitely uh, a top secret. So, welcome, everybody. We're presented by Memphis Fence Company, MFC Manufacturing, Simpaolo, Thornton Fence Consulting Group. Uh, we've also been in the talks with some companies. I can't say just yet, but that's pretty exciting stuff. Somebody else. It would be cool. Yeah, yeah. man. So I'm, I've had fun with that. So uh,
0: I went on I went on the, the Thornton Fence Consulting Group website earlier today, and I was looking at the events, and they have 10 events scheduled this year. One of them has passed so far that was Fence Tech. So uh, there's ample opportunity to go hear Tony talk. And be a part of that with all his guest
1: speakers and everything else. So we're gonna have to figure out when we're going. Cool. You got a link lined up where you can plop yeah. that in the comments for anybody who wants to go get involved in Tony's I do workshops and all that. For anyone listening, it the is abundance
0: fence, of com slash calendar. But it's pretty easy to navigate. I think like the top of the screen says the events or something along those lines. I was able to find it much easier than I could find the the Tech Summit LMS stuff. So
1: fantastic! We are live tonight. Again, I'm Zach. That's Dan, or I'm Dan and that's Zach. I couldn't figure that uh, out uh, earlier. One one way or the other. Said <laughs> so one for me and one for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, so we are live. There's a number scrolling across the bottom here. If you want to call in, nine zero one. Eight seven eight four nine eight seven. That's my job, and I got it. You're doing good, man. You're doing good. Thank you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Anybody who participates, we'll probably have our normal crew run by and throw some fruit at us here in a minute. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's not rotten this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got story time. Typically, we like to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Sometimes it's personal from either one of our lives, but lately it's been the happenings and mostly embarrassing moments uh the, the inside junk. the organization so you know we're not all 100 percent success mm. uh i would say we're probably <laughs> just slightly less than 100 yeah um, maybe
0: like 99.8 <laughs> right
1: <laughs> so uh i i have something i'd go ahead and start i mean go for it let's I, hear it i was not in the office yesterday but uh my team was out do- installing And I didn't even know this happened until I came in this morning. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can't go back to that job because we hit a gas line. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, well, I guess that's, I know I say try to figure things out on your own sometimes and don't call me so frequently, but that's one I'd like to get a call. Mm, Right. (laughs) Well, my favorite part was when they came back and they're like, oh, we hit a gas line. Have
0: you told anyone? Nah, we just left. Oh, okay, and cool. So there's just like gas, natural gas spewing out of the ground in some yard somewhere. Like, That's awesome. That's well, awesome.
1: And, and so I got deeper into it. The Not only the superintendent, but the project manager was also on site. And they were aware of it. And made aware and then immediately called. But yeah, the initial story yep. I got was like, it's still open, basically. Yep. I mean, yep. as far as I could tell. Uh,
0: that's what I got to, and that was kind of uh what I reacted to, like now nah, we just left. call somebody quick, <laughs> right, do something, somebody come on,
1: wrap a towel around this thing or whatever, <laughs> yeah. hold it above your heart. I mean right. uh, yeah, so and uh in the spirit of. Uh, Extreme ownership, Mm -hmm. I relied on the project manager's word that there was a locate. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, neither us nor the contractor had ever pulled a locate at that, as far as we could tell.
0: Yeah, so anyone listening, the way that you can do this in the state of Tennessee is if the general contractor you're working for has a locate on the property, you can get the locate number, you can call 811, and you can, I think the terminology they use is piggyback. Right, so you can like piggyback Very onto scientific. their locate, so then it's your name on a locate ticket as well. So that, that's the proper way to do it.
1: Is that official legal terminology? Yeah, I think so. Piggyback law of Yeah, yeah it's, a,
0: it's in all the law books. <laughs> all the the legal textbooks have piggyback in there. Right. I don't know maybe you know that's they use a different word but that's what i've always heard it called is just piggyback onto their locate so
1: that's all i got for y'all today that's the i mean it's decent i think it's a good bit of juice yeah so
0: yeah so we hit a gas line they didn't care you know just (laughs) left and there was no locate so i mean that's the pretty rough story to tell people on national tv like this Actually, worldwide, you know, we are international, so we just told that's the right. world that. Well, that's what oh, it is. Gosh. All right. So moving on, a bit of crazy job. Okay. I don't know. What if do you, you got for us? I don't know if you've heard about this crazy job that I did, but uh, a lot of folks say, you know, you need to do something that makes you uncomfortable periodically, and I definitely did.
1: Is this the cable and bollard system? Yeah. Yeah. And so, what's the linear footage? Um, it was. Uh, like 82
0: or 800 feet or something like that of a k-12 crash barrier going around at federal property nice yeah so that one bid uh exceeded our annual revenue last year so it makes me pretty nervous too after
1: this we just go home
0: yeah yeah when i get the contract i'm taking off the rest of the year (laughs) so uh that's pretty exciting i don't it actually is exciting and terrifying all at the same time, and it would be a lot to try to figure out. But I did as much of that kind of figuring out stuff as I could on the front end. So when I bid a job, I like to have a plan going into it instead of just like submit the price and then figure it out later. And so I make sure that I have a way that I can finance the job and that I have you know, the, <laughs> the manpower to be able to actually accomplish the job right. and all of those things instead of like, eh, here's a number, we'll figure it out. So uh it it's a lot of planning and stuff like that just to bid a bit of job and then man, if you if we got that job, the amount of work it would take to get it done would be pretty crazy. at both like in the office and in the field but, So uh
1: I don't know, do we do we do this? No. Okay. We are still seeking to hire a estimator project manager or interviewing for the position of estimator project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's about that.
0: Uh, that. That is about that. Interviewed someone today. People are still applying
1: periodically, so. So again, to get into the meat of this thing, let's get serious, as Dan would like to suggest. Let's get serious. Uh, so today's episode is tech-related, however, did not spawn from the AFA's Tech Summit. Um, or
0: anything else. It kind of just organically happened and fell right in line with the past, what, three or four episodes that have all kind of been in the tech world.
1: Yeah, so we are, you know, we're in tech series apparently. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to talk with Drew Baskin, founder of Reality Fence. Uh, I did not meet Drew at uh, Fence Tech, but our your booth was right behind our booth. Let's uh, should we go ahead and bring him Let's on? Let's introduce Drew Baskin. Let's
0: bring on Drew. Here's hey. Drew.
1: Reality Fence. There he is. Hey, man.
0: Hello, everybody. What's going on? hey what's happening man thanks for joining us welcome
1: welcome man it's nice to thank you guys happy to be here
0: yeah yeah so uh i think their booth was directly behind ours and i know uh sean king showed me the app and how it worked and all that but i don't think that i really i didn't really interact with anyone at fence tech so i don't know they may have been there the whole time and i just never
1: had time to walk behind the wall we interacted with a lot of people but not really outside of our five foot no radius was, yeah it was crazy but
0: crazy stuff yep yep so uh um kind of to give you like a preview sorry to give everybody a preview of what we're going to talk about so first of all we're going to talk about what is reality fence let's kind of get a rundown of that and then we'll talk about drew like his background how he got in the fence industry uh what it's like to be a young entrepreneur in today's climate and then uh you know, some, some marketing strategy. And then the very last thing is the one that I'm really excited about, but I will saved it for last because I know that we can like nerd out on this is yeah. uh kind of like the whole AI, VR, AR, you know, innovations in those worlds and all that stuff. We've, uh we talked a little bit about AI. Uh, last with, week.
1: Well, it's not aired well, yet. <laughs> so in nec-
0: <laughs> next week we talked a little bit about AI. <laughs> Weird. But uh anyways, yeah, so we've already talked about them and uh air next week and hear about it a little bit, but man, there's some crazy stuff out there and I spent like a couple of hours watching AI generated videos and was pretty amazed at what those things can do.
1: Cool. So, so Drew, I don't know if you're familiar, but at this point in the show we have a little segment we like to call uh learning Italian. Um so Alaria's Italian speaks fluid Italian being that she's Italian, and also... uh oh,
0: makes sense, since she's from <laughs> Italy.
1: <laughs> that so it out. the word for today, what's the word for today, Ilaria?
2: I, I, I think I know.
0: It's reality, right? Yes, yeah. that's right.
2: Yeah, it. it's realta.
1: Realta. Realta. Slay. realta.
0: realta. <laughs> oh, good job. Drew,
1: Drew, good job, dude
0: Realta.
1: Yeah. Realta He's fence.
0: To to Italy. There we go. So now you're ready to uh, do some demos in Italy.
2: right exactly we're gonna delve into the future together
0: yeah so drew i did a little stalking on you on uh linkedin i saw that i always get confused about linkedin and indeed and i feel like i I swap them but but yeah i kind of i stalked you a little bit on linkedin and i saw uh michigan state university nyu tandon school of engineering no idea how to say that right Wharton executive education, MIT X pro like the, the education list on your profile was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. I tried my best to delve myself with people that are smarter than me. Always was growing up. I always wanted to hang around people smarter than me and learn from their experiences. I've had the pleasure of, you know, working with people, especially a mentor of mine named Bob who taught me how to create products. Um, Super lucky about the people I've been to grow up with, so help me create who I am today and hope to create amazing products that are super useful to this industry and bring everyone forward. Sell more fences today than we did yesterday that's the yeah, goal
0: for sure that that's good I like that sell more fence than we did yesterday that's and right that's good. so um you you have a degree right did, yeah did you get I mean one you know degree? So the,
2: all of the schools, like I did a lot of programs, so there wasn't a lot VR and AR and AI is all like very new stuff. So like if you were going to go to school for AI, it'd be like machine learning. So I didn't do that. There were like right. programs that you could do. There was really nowhere to learn AR and VR. It's like computer science, but it, it's very, it's very, unique, very niche. unique. It's unique stuff. So it was interesting that, um, at the same time I was doing these AR and VR programs, um, I grew up, like you said, how do I get into the fence industry? My grandfather owned a fence company. His name was Terry Gladstone. He owned Action Fence in Michigan. And um, I grew up working with him. So I was like the kid with the wheel. Like I was like wheeling, yeah. like measuring the yard while he was, um, he had this like big book of Kinko's pictures where he'd like show people fences. And then he passed away. My mom, Sari, stepped in to Action Fence and she just killed it. But it wasn't for her. So she got out of it but there was a moment in time where we kind of thought hey we're gonna be like running this fence company and um there was a moment where we were on a sales appointment and someone like pointed at like a neighbor's fence you know when you go to a house and like their neighbor bought a fence from you and so the neighbor calls and they like kind of pointed at it and they realized um like i just want that fence right there i was like what just happened like they they like saw it it was right there but when they saw it there was like a moment where I saw their decisions happen so fast. So mm-hmm. the unique it was like a unique timing thing where I was on the appointments. I was like, I know how to put things in the world that don't exist. So we're just going to put every sales appointment's going to be like that where you can just put a fence right in the customer's yard and show them and make the decision.
1: Yeah. So
2: yeah, like at the same time I was doing these programs at all these schools, um, it was, it was good, good timing for me.
1: Yeah, I got to interject. Dan had this idea um, some eight years ago, I think, virtual reality even to be. And he wanted to 3D print these small uh, scale models of fence. Yeah, basically, we would have the customer hold it up, just stand in the street and close one eye and hold this piece of fence up. In front of the property, right? So this was before we were limited by technology, obviously. Right.
0: So this was right. like a super primitive version of what you made. That's <laughs> that's good. Everyone's
2: got to make progress, right? It's that's all about right, progress. Right.
0: So oh, yeah, that that, yeah. Is, that was a crazy thought that we had there for a little bit. Like make some modular kind of, you know, fence that like the salesperson could build out of like a little kit and just yeah, hold it up, and that's what it'll look like, you know right it's the same thing you're doing now just with the phone or a tablet that's right, right. that's right uh, which is a much more presentable way to do that sure you know instead of well right. give me five minutes let me go build your fence
2: for you <laughs> right it's like seconds man it's literally seconds Have you ever used the measure app on iphone
0: i actually used it yesterday
2: yeah so you know how you just put those markers down so yep. The same thing with our app you just put markers down so you'll go like to the corner of the house then walk over to the corner of the backyard put a marker down corner corner and then every you're literally just building fence as markers are being placed you can just fence in their whole entire backyard
0: and then just show them so um we got a question here
1: that's a good question it yeah. is a good
0: question that's the reason why we would kind of just stop and talk about that so it's interesting a lot of our
2: technology is very transferable depending on, you know, there's all kinds of hardware. So the software we build is the program, but the hardware is very transferable. And um, the Vision Pro is something we could definitely dive into in the future. I just don't know if um, everybody would be willing to buy a $3,500 headset. Right. One, and two, it's a little tough because you either need to have two of them or not, both of you can't see it at the same time so like, if i'm holding up an ipad right here i could be like the salesperson on a job and my customer could be right here we could both be like looking at the fence together but if i'm wearing the goggles i have to like take them off and give them to a customer then there's like the whole like germ thing like would they want to wear goggles yeah. that everyone wears or are we going to show up with two now we're thousand in the hole just to be able to show someone the fence instead of just using your ipad and your phone so
0: so i can tell that- you for sure that if a random person was at my house in the summer in memphis and they're sweaty and they're like oh here just put these on and you can see it i'm like nah i'm good dude like i don't i don't need that in my life right i
2: mean i'm all ears for the industry whatever you guys want i'm gonna build it and make it happen but that's where our that's where we're at now
0: so stephen kind of jumped the gun that was one of my questions i had later on in the uh and the the thing here was to kind of talk about that a little bit. So, But that's good stuff. That's a good question. Um, I think that, um, to be honest, my personal opinion right now,
2: I think that VR goggles are in the state. You know, there used to be like a box on the back of the TV. There used to be a box on the back of the TV, this huge thing. And now we have these flat screens that are super small and super right. portable. And I think that's what's going on now. And I think that soon it's just going to be glasses, like normal glasses. Yep. And once that becomes a reality, I think it's going to be a lot easier to use that type of hardware.
0: So here's what I think, because um, I've had some conversations about this stuff, and I don't know if you know this, but there was a website back in like the early days of the internet becoming popular, and it was called Million Dollar Landing Page or Million Dollar Homepage or something like that. And so what these people did was they sold… Of this site to advertisers and it still exists right. like you can still go find it now and so they they sold each square pixel of their site for a dollar a piece and like this guy that was in college somewhere sold the whole website like, for a million dollars like patient and all of that it still exists today, date but that's how people thought advertising would work on the internet and then the internet goes in a completely different direction and so that's what I kind of think about, like, the whole VR world, kind of along the lines of what you're saying. Like, is, it's very new, and I don't think people know where it's going to be in five or ten years. Um, right. I mean, it's super cool, and I think it'll be around, but we don't know what it's going to be. Because, you know, my my thinking was, like, what could you put money in now? And then, you know, five or ten years from now, just, like, sit on your yacht in the ocean somewhere and count your money because you invested it right. And I don't know that right. anyone has like that, you know, that can see into the future like that. But anyways, Right. I think that uh, the best
2: entrepreneurs can see through time. Some A mentor of mine taught me that. You have to be yeah. able to see through time or at least take your best guess.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. So how much of that is like, you know, the people who see uh, you ever... You know, you are familiar with like the the different timelines that appears in like uh, some movies nowadays, um, right? So like, how many different timelines are entrepreneurs looking down right now? You know, and which one are we actually going to go down?
2: Right, but, it's gonna, and that delves into the whole AI conversation because AI will kind of change um, everything. To be honest, mm. I think that it's going to change everything, even nope. me as an entrepreneur. When I built reality funds, even building a product and starting a company, it was almost like I had all these teammates that were there with a twenty dollar a month salary because that's what the subscription costs for chat g p t and perplexity mm-hmm. and gemini those are like the three my three main favorites right now chat g p t perplexity and Gemini is a new one that just came out and I don't even, I mean, it helps so much. It's almost like there's nothing that you can't learn anymore. You can just learn anything at any time. It's just, you just ask it. And it not only will teach you, it'll do it for you. So that changes everything now. So as humans start to interact with AI, um, yeah, it's going to be different.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. It's crazy. Um, So I've used... uh. I've used AI myself like if I'm trying to find something on the Internet and I I go out and I'm like, man, I can't find this like uh, I, the last thing I was looking for was like the effect of he- heating and cooling a piece of metal rapidly over and over again. Like, you know, if you heated it to a certain temperature and then cooled it to a certain temperature and went back and forth, like how would that affect the metal? And I don't remember why I was looking for this but I spent like 20 minutes reading through like all of these different publications and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I got to get a whole education to answer this question. <laughs> and then I was right. like, wait, so I just went to chat GPT and I asked it. And it's like, here's exactly what happens. And I was like, well, what are your sources? And it's like, well, it doesn't exactly work like that, but here's a list of places you can go look to get more information. And I was like, wow, that's
1: crazy. Right.
0: You know, it honestly just asked, answered some crazy question for me. So. It's wild. It really is. And now
2: I know you even mentioned the Sora, the video the text to video. Yeah. So like right now you can ask ChatGPT to make pictures for you, it can make pictures it can make um now it's going to make videos. So its understanding of the world is climbing every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, No, it's amazing, man. Um, yeah. so when I was stalking you, I saw the founder at Extend Your Reality, yes. And, uh, that's a company name. Right. So, so Reality Fence is made by Extend Your Reality. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty much the name of our
2: LLC. So, Extend okay. Your Reality, um Reality Fence is like the, our product that we launched. You know, because you never know, in the future we're gonna, we never know. We might realm into other industries. Not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. I love the fence industry. Um, I also think that reality fence is going to come out with more products where if it's not exact, I mean, there's going to be reality fence, I'm not going to exactly say it now because, you know, even in the AI realm, I know you were asking, one of the questions was, "Is there going to be, was AI going to be like in the fence industry? Um, it will be present there. I will tell you that much, yeah. but I'm not going to say too much more. Um, we'll make sure that it enters the fence industry for sure. Um, yeah. And that's
0: going to be exciting stuff. So my question is, are we going to have robots that we can send out to build fence? That
2: I'm not exactly sure. of. (laughs) I think that um, physical manufacturing and labor is going to come second um, Mm -hmm. in terms of AI, because although you never know. I think it's really funny people talk about i mean there's so much talk even lately in the stock market like nvidia and tesla and all this stuff tesla's ai is actually the most impressive because it understands the physical world through cameras right so even though it's teaching the ai how to drive it's really just understanding the physical world and once a robot can understand the physical world it can do physical things but that's going to take longer And per se, you know, you guys want to come up with your own software program where you can just talk to the AI and it'll whip it up like that because it doesn't have to make anything physical. It can just code it. So that's different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I want a robot that can go out and install some fence. Right. Oh, we have this big job that I was talking about earlier. Let me just put some money in here for some robots when I bid it and then like we'll just send them out there. They work 24 hours a day you know stop for maintenance on friday or whatever and like they just go to town that would be crazy it'd be impressive it really would yeah i wouldn't be surprised i personally think it's
2: more time out
0: but then you have the what like t1000 or something coming after you right. at the same time too so like there's that side of it but right so uh i i saw a quote and it says i've always been driven to bring together individuals who aren't just talented but who possess an obsessive unstoppable drive to innovate and i really like that that's good thank you i appreciate that
2: i uh that's big for me even though i'm very proud of the product we made with reality fence but the team behind it is what i'm more impressed with personally i just i love our chemistry and we really are obsessed with innovating. And that's something that is really important to me. Like I said earlier in the episode, like we're all ears. We're always going to be innovating at the highest of levels and be listening to the industry and be empathetic with the industry to try and understand everybody's problems so that we can solve them at the highest of levels. And that's something that for me as a young entrepreneur, it's like, I just want to be as useful as possible and be like, undoubtedly useful to people and try and help them And help them make as much progress as possible and i think that's the best way to do business is just to be so useful undeniably useful so that's what we try and do here
0: undeniably useful yeah obsessive unstoppable drive and undeniably useful that's good stuff thanks
2: that that should be
0: like hanging on the wall somewhere
2: hey that's why it's on the linkedin
0: yeah all right, so let's talk about Reality Fence. I mean, we've been talking about it, but let's uh, let's kind of get into that a little bit, if you want. Let's do
2: it. Yeah. So
0: uh, can you I, – I went and watched some videos. Like I said, Sean King showed it to me when we were at Fence Tech, So, I mean, I, I've seen it around a little bit, but can you give us just kind of like a, a a brief rundown of what it does?
2: Absolutely. Does this present thing work? I can mm-hmm. show you a video. I don't know if you want me to do it or not.
0: Maybe. Anyway, we can try it. I'm down.
2: Yeah, let me try it out.
0: With yeah, screen. I'm gonna share a
2: screen. Hey, it might be the first time. Here we go. I think it's gonna work. Yeah, I have a little board that we put together. So, reality fence. Like, this is like the perfect video. This is a, my partner Adam, where you can literally see it. Um, you literally just put these markers down, and these fences are not real. So, it's a visual aid for people to That's choose their style of fences. So they can literally go on this app and choose different styles of fences and view them in augmented reality. So it puts it up, it uses the camera on the iPad and shows them the fences right in their yard. So it's doing that and it's also measuring. So you'll see right here on the top right, it's Mm -hmm. measuring the yard. And from here you can literally share it with anyone on any platform. So you know when you like, you could share anything, right? It's like say you shared a song or a picture pops right. up the same menu. Here's oh, nice. an example where like I, I had to block out their name. And it will also like stamp your name on there. I'm not gonna give them a little shout out, but it stamps your name on there. So you know, people don't decide right away. So if you go to an appointment, you could show them the fence, this one's fake, they installed this one after and it's just the best sales tool around. Um, We get texts like this all the time, where they'll literally show like, hey, First job of the day sold 18,000 because of it. These people are making upsells. These people are four for four. So the people who use reality fence are just seeing unstoppable numbers in their sales game. Cause at the end of the day, business is about sales. Um, It's just the best sales tool out there. You can show them their fence right in their yard and make it super easy and welcoming to work with you. So it's, um, they had you'd come out for a quote or an estimate or whatever and they wanted a fence. So that's what we're gonna give them. Because it takes time to build a fence. So we wanna deliver sure. that dream case scenario as fast as possible, which gives them confidence to make a decision in your company. So that's what we do.
1: And the designs you have like a some templates or is that ever expanding, I would assume, but Right. How do you
2: so we have our library? So basically I took the most like 150 of the most popular fences in America, more on the residential side. Sure. Um, And you can use those right off the bat. You pick them. So there's like a little shop. You literally just select your fences and they'll be associated with your account. So there's no extras and you load up your app and those fences will be right there. And then anything else that anyone needs, we have custom fences. You can literally just submit a request. It's called a fence request and you submit it and we can get it built. So that's part of our team is a design team. Where cool. they make top of the line 3D models, and it'll be available in augmented reality for you. So we're any fence. It's like any fence that you possibly could want, we can get it done for you.
1: That's cool. Is so, a, go ahead. How did you share that? Say you've been with the customer and you want to leave, but you want to leave something with them. You said you just click it and share it, and it's a JPEG, PDF. It's a video. What is the file that they? Right so basically
2: it literally is taking just like the camera app right on your phone you take a picture it has it right in the app i can show you again real quick it helps to see we're very it's a it's a visual thing so sure it's it's uh definitely easier to see so when you're on the app here here we go you literally just click this camera button right here and it opens up the camera and you can take a picture or a video and it will be stamped with your name on there. Just like this, this is my information, but you can change that. And um, you literally just share it with the customer. So just like this job right here, they took the picture and shared it with them and it can be sent as a text message and email either way. So what about on our
1: end, um, say the estimator salesperson wants to kind of document the experience they had with the potential customer same kind of thing you would just screenshot it and save it right yeah
2: it'll be right on your camera roll everything will be saved right to your camera roll which i thought was easier because you know we have people who ask us if they integrate there's a lot of softwares out there that will make like a pdf of an estimate for you and you can attach pictures right to it so it's Mm -hmm. super easy you just send it right there
1: and as far Mm -hmm. as that's concerned it's basically um for uh, rendering or design only there's no estimation software or any kind of bid templates or anything like that.
2: Yeah. For now it's literally just, you show them exactly what they're going to get. It measures it out for you. So it replaces like the wheel. It shows them exactly what they're going to get. You can take pictures and videos and you can send it to them. It's like, it's our job to get them to say yes. That's our job. It's literally our job. When you show up, we will close the deal for you.
1: I still do a, a, i wouldn't say a lot but i do i don't know maybe eight to ten residential jobs a year uh ornamental fence yeah. and that's a big thing for me so i i rendered the fence designs and then just layer it on top of uh you know a photo or screenshot of their house and that's all yeah, right doing.
0: you sent me one this week where you'd like put some gates between columns or something like that at an entrance
1: yeah so i'll use like a 3d modeling software and make it you know, basically a half inch thick in the 3D world and then just lay it on top of a um, a JPEG and then send it screenshot and send it like that. You know, I think but we're so, going to save
2: you a lot of time. Right. I'll yeah. make sure to hook you up as soon as. we well, get off.
1: But I'm compiling my library. Right. So once I get to one hundred and fifty, I've got all my fence, my fence uh, library drawn already. You know? mm. All
0: right. right. So could yeah, you was...
1: import one of my 3D drawings? Like if I have a 3D model of a fence, could you import yeah. that? absolutely just send you a dxf or dwg and then you always right. be like here it is." is it'd probably save you guys some time
2: it would a little bit so pretty much when you put a fence request like we kind of we need some kind of visual so it's like you have to upload some pictures uh like descriptions mm-hmm. like spec sheets whatever it is cool. we take those so when you give us that 3d model it's just going to help us we probably like switch the file format whatever we have to do behind sure. the scenes yeah. we don't want you guys to have to worry about For us it's like we always wanted it like very handheld like i said my grandfather terry he was like very not techy so like even his accounting he didn't even like doing um like excel spreadsheets he wrote everything out like handwritten so i like built it in a way i was like terry would have to use this like he would not be doing any kind of like 3d modeling or like anything like that so it was like it's very like handheld if that makes sense like we don't want you to have to design anything you tell us what fences you want in there, and it will be there for you.
0: So, I'd, I'd like to kind of give a, an explanation of it for the people that are listening to this on podcast, right? So, if you've not seen Reality Fence, first of all, you can go find them on like YouTube, social medias, all of that stuff. I watched a handful of YouTube videos earlier in like the little shorts or reels format. Uh, but basically, what you're doing is so it works the same as like the Measure app that's on your iPhone if you've ever used it. But you have your camera, let's say, is what it looks like. And it has like a little crosshair that you can put on the ground. And then you add points as you're walking around. And so once you've added a couple points, you select the style of fence. And it puts the fence where you put the points. It's basically
1: like like a filter for your house. There you go. And instead of puppy dog ears, you're putting a fence, right? I mean, not to oversimplify, but I mean, if you've ever like, you know, uh, facetimed with your kids and put on a pirate costume it's basically you know the shark head right we're putting on my daughter loves to do that by the way but we're putting on the fence on the house i mean it looks so easy and you're right i mean what a time saver
0: oh and i mean you'd want to talk about something that like sets you apart from everyone else right you know we're selling it for you now if you 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 don't even have to sell it anymore (laughs) yeah you have four people show up at your house that all four of and 3 of them get out a notepad and they pull out a photo album or like flip through pictures on their phone and then the fourth one is like oh here let me show you what the fence would look like in your yard
1: right right now our process is like he collects some data and brings it back to me to then produce that kind of a right. drawing for so the customer
0: so then you send them a drawing or your rendering that you're making d- several uh, days trying to later make the standing
1: right there. that's right and Drew's helping us do that.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> taken you a few days to produce this rendering and send it to them. And like, he's doing it right there on the spot, 10 seconds and you're done. So Good super stuff. cool thing. The technology's
1: awesome. The app is awesome. Good job, man. It is. And, and I think the, I mean, just being able to do it from a tablet or just your phone. I mean, everyone yep. has a phone. Your sales guys don't have to learn a new piece of software or have, it right. have a literal desk. I mean, right. So that's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah, no, it it's super cool. So what kind thank of response you have you
0: seen from the, the industry on this thing? It's it's so it's been just amazing. Can't thank everyone enough. Everyone who uses it.
2: Like I get, I just, it makes my day every day. Everyone who uses it is seeing like crazy results. Like their sales are skyrocketing. Their conversions are going way up. Everything's just been way easier for them ever since they're using reality fence. Um, in terms of new people signing up, like at Fence Tech, we had a lot of new people sign up there. I think that there's a aura, like a perception of softwares in the fence industry. People Mm -hmm. don't really, you know, there's like, I don't know. I mean, I have picked up on it and I'm not exactly sure why there's some like perception of it. Like literally I've had like people like when I like try and DM people to like cold outreach, they're like, are you a software? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, no, they don't even want to hear what I have to right, say. Right software.
1: I got to be honest that when you guys were having the AI conversation and the robots and all that, I was kind of like, I don't think I want to go down this road any further. Mm, right. Like, I'm in and I'm up to this point and we're using software and I'm cool with that. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of scared of this. Do, stuff, do we want?
0: I no, I, I don't. And at some point, I mean, if you really sit down and you think about AI. And, like, true artificial intelligence, that's freaking well, and scary.
1: What, I mean, it's some of the, like, hard-working American that's, like, I got to do all this stuff by hand or else I'm some kind of wimp or what? you know, like, right. this weird, uh, whatever whatever that is. And so I can't, like, I'm kind of in between in the age group where I can see, like, I have this tendency to want to hang on to a paper and pencil, you know. But then I also right. have, like, really seen the benefit of, uh, technology i mean i started a business and i was hand drafting stuff and and operating like that and then when i learned 3d modeling dude i could sell it was mm. you know to be able to present to designers and architects is what i was doing like just 3d modeling in itself as a you know very it's not it's not the ai or the br ar but still the same kind of thing yeah so i can see that like uh you know Uh, resistance move in yeah right Right. resistance or we have we have people in our office that are still i mean they don't use our software yep so you know i get that. people are old school man and you know
0: uh i try to sell software on occasion and like it it's a tough thing i had um so uh, i had somebody quote a job they within the past few days and a part of like they they quoted the material And a part of what they sent was like eight pages of handwritten notes where they had calculated every single section of the fence, and I was like, "All right, uh, I'm like, this isn't really like our interaction, right? I'm trying to get a price so I can sell, so I can sell this job using your material, but you know, I made software that will like keep you from having to do any of that." And they said, uh, "Well." Um, you know, I do that for myself. Like I prefer to just do it that way and make sure it's right and all. I was like, "Yeah, but you spent 3 hours or some crazy amount of time wow. like doing all that by hand." And I mean, I could do it for you in like 3 minutes. Like, come on. That's but, wild. You know, that's just how some people are, man. There there's a lot of pushback, <laughs> but also there was a time when a car was made Right. And people are like, Oh, that'll never catch on. I'm keeping my horse. I'm not trusting no machine to drive me around and look at us now. So
1: Right. Yeah. Well, so we like it. I like it. I said yep. the resistance piece. I had to get in there a little bit. But so as far as Absolutely. that's concerned, uh, is there any you seeing any comp competition in the augmented reality space as it applies to the fence? Uh, not for fences
2: i mean i know that there's like some programs on the internet more like the photoshop thing i've seen around in terms of you know you could like put a like take a picture and then upload the picture to the computer and then like kind of pick a fence and then put the fence on top of the picture type thing right Mm -hmm. that's all great i know that there's like drawing tools where you can kind of like draw a fence even my grandfather at um um Action Fence definitely had some kind of tools like automatic quoting like my salesman I think it's called my salesman they you can like draw a fence I don't know if you can see I don't think you can see it it's more like a quoting thing that like helps like filter out right. good leads to get you hot leads which is great um so I think that we fit great in terms of like the timeline of a sale I think that every sale has like a timeline whether it's a fence sale buying a software whatever it is there's always a timeline to the sale so, you know, someone who's like, we're at the point in the sale where like they're actively looking, like they're actively deciding, do I want this fence or not, right? Right. And it's our job to get them off the fence. It's like, yeah, there's no more deciding. We're going to cut this deal.
1: Right. So your only competition now is the day and age where we don't need a fence.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean. Right. So hear me out. Think about this. Where I'm about to do some name dropping, okay. So let's say you're you're in the residential world, you're a yep. salesperson or you're the owner or whatever. You're the person interacting with people deciding if they want to hire your company or not. So you get a phone call. So now you give them a budget on the front end with a muscle All right. So you can sit there and you can say, All right, your your price is gonna be between ten and twelve thousand dollars, whatever that number is. So then you show up. They say, okay, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it. Then you show up, and you got reality fence, and you draw it out. You boop your points. You show them the fence. Like, this is what it's going to look like. Oh, you know, I kind of I, – I thought that's what kind of fence I wanted, but, like, it doesn't match my, you know, petunias or whatever. And so, like, <laughs> now we uh, – you can show them different options and be like, oh, no problem. Let's change this to something else. Like, I'll show you what it looks like. Here's some pictures. I'm going to send that along with my quote. And uh, boom. like. Nobody, <laughs> how many people are doing that, right? People, there's no way that people in Memphis right now, there may be, I don't know, one or two, if that, that are. But, I mean, if you had that and you showed up and that's your system, like, you are definitely something different from the very beginning. Right. You've heard me talk about deliver wow. Like, if that's right. not delivering wow in comparison to your, you know, Competitors, right. like I don't right. know what is, but
1: so here's a question. Speaking of that, um, using the My Salesman, which we use, it integrates with uh, basically Google Earth, I guess. And somebody we had one of the software, I think it was Fence Cloud, that their software integrates with the Google Earth um, measurement scale. Is that something you could do? Like, is there a prospect to integrate that so you could basically measure a picture of their house from the office?
2: yeah so right now it uses the camera and the geometry not right Now, I'm not trying to nerd out right now, but um it Chris does it for the end <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you gotta keep it um, simple
1: for me anyways, like I said, I'm just now on the cusp of like letting go of the pen and paper, right, so
2: it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you off the fence um thank you, thank you. good one hey um so it uses the camera right now so like it's it's like it's doing it live so and it uses the point so like basically that little reticle that's on the ground it will actually like get it exactly so like i remember like sean he was at the show he did his booth which was like 50 by 50 and it got like 49.9 or something like it was like within three inches um i think that there's already tools out there like i think on even my salesman and fence cloud i'm not exactly sure I've, I haven't used them too much, but you can like use, and like, I don't know if it's like uploading a picture to it, but it uses a map. So it's pretty accurate, I think. So I would definitely recommend going over there if you wanted to like not to be in your yard. But for me, I'm more of like a live experience. Like you're there. Right, right. Well, that's, and then, that's where in the
1: sales process, in. of course, we know like the interpersonal part of that typically what makes the sale i think that's something that we've seen that, and not to get off too far off topic but the customer service aspect um people find lacking and so what you're doing is reintroducing or helping us reintroduce that one-on-one ability to sell sell right. face-to-face yep. Absolutely. So, hold on my all my technology's back in the van you know or right now
2: and yeah. i remember it was so funny my papa terry like even when we'd go to like, I'm from Detroit, so we'd go to like Pistons games. He'd take me to Tigers games. And every time when I had to sit in the back seat when I was still a kid, we'd have to like clear gates out of his trunk.
0: Like literally, (laughs)
2: we'd be like taking like gate panels and fence panels out of his car. Uh, Like that's not happening anymore either. So like saves them room too. Like I literally think he used to drive an SUV. Like he wanted us to dance.
0: So he had to drive an SUV because he had to bring gate panels all over the place. And we talked so, about doing that before, like building a whole. We talked rig. about that
1: this year. Yeah. We talked about this year building a truck to sp- carry fence panels. I think fence it was uh,
0: so Hilti, They have in their van. They have this like this wall that kind of like slides out yeah. and has all their tools and stuff attached yeah. to it. I was like, man, let's just put something like right. that in the back of a van. We can bought, slot it out and show I our fence I bought the panels. biggest
1: dang trench coat I could find and lined <laughs> the inside <laughs> of the trench coat with fence panels. It didn't go well, you know? It didn't go well. People ran before you <laughs> even got a chance to show Wait, them. no, wait. No, wait. I promise you're going to like what right. I got.
0: It's like the movie Coming to America. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody, check it out. It's super cool like I said social media's YouTube all of that stuff there's videos out there 100% certain you can reach out to the team at Reality Fence and they'd be happy to show it to you as well absolutely anytime so um uh so I I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about creating the app just briefly we had yeah. Amanda from Contractor Acceleron and we talked about like the software development side of uh you know so she's actually like a developer that writes code and I I hired the development team for Paulo, So we talked a little bit about that. Um, So I know like app development is kind of a different world is from my understanding, because I talked to my developers about it and they're like, man, we don't know anything about making an app. Like if you want to do that, you got to go find somebody else and like we'd work with them and, you know, make it all sync and all that stuff. So uh, what kind of, what was that process like? Can you give us like a little rundown of it? Yeah. So just, you know,
2: we have, we have web development as well. So it's, you know, we have our main website, we have our client login so you can log in and manage your whole account, which is kind of the brains of the operation. And then our app is your catalog, right? It's the way it's actually the way you use the end product. So app development is the same way that when you dove into web development and you had to learn, you know, it's like, it's just a whole new skill set an array of things that you're capable of doing. It's just another one of those chapters. So it's, it's, um, and there's a couple of different kinds of apps. When you use the augmented reality, you have to use an AR plugin, which is a little bit complicated. We don't have to nerd out on that either. <laughs> but, you know, mainly when you make an app, there's, I think there's even AIs out there that can kind of take your website and make it into like an app framework and it will save you like a lot of time. Oh, really? Um, depending on, yeah. Like I was even thinking um, uh, Simpalo is the name of your software that like made the, the material estimates.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like we'll probably talk after. I can I can definitely send you to some cool places that might be able to whip up an app pretty fast for you with AI. Cool. Um, But it's just another one of those things that you dive into and you figure it out, right? Same, eventually you have to figure out everything.
0: So app development is just another one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That. So uh, how how long was the process? Like how, you know, kind of from like, uh, in I don't mean from like when you first had the idea necessarily, but like when right. you're like, all right, let's hire some developers and let's start making it. Kind of what was the process like from there until it was released? Right. So at first
2: I was literally locked in my room. Me and my cousin, we had an apartment together, and it, there was like this one room that had like no windows, and I was literally in there by myself, me and my AI, and da da da, for like 18 hour days, like building it myself. And I got to a certain point where I was like, okay, well, I'm completely focused on building this, but I can't really build a company like this because a company has all these different sectors, just like we talked about: web development, app development, mm-hmm. marketing, advertising, accounting there's all these different things that you have to be worrying about doing a company. So at first, and we had, I don't know if you've seen, like we re- released reality fence 2.0. We released reality fence 1.0. And then there was a, what I called an MVP a minimum viable product. Yeah. This was like when I first had the idea of like, I want to put a fence in the world. I had to prove like, Hey, we can put a fence in the world that doesn't exist using augmented reality. Like the first time we ever proved that that took like not too long, you know? So, all those steps, and it's called a product roadmap. So there's a roadmap of where we've been and where we want to go. And I guess we've been around for a year and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like it's so funny. Like we're behind in my eyes. We're not even where I want to be at all. I just okay. want to keep moving forward. Like I said, I'm obsessed with it. So I'm like, I don't want to say, it, but like we're not even done. We're not even close to being done.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, well, that's how I've always looked at Simpalo, too. So, like, yeah. you know, whenever I started, they said, well, what's your MVP? And I was like, this is the MVP. And so, you know, we kind of got to the MVP. And what we've done since then is kind of some refinement and, like, tweaking and bug fixes and all of right. that kind of stuff. But, like, we haven't we haven't had the cash flow to be able to hire or to keep paying developers to advance a, a, a lot. Right. that mvp and so i'm like all right come on people sign up so like we can go develop some more stuff because uh you know it's kind of expensive doing the software development um absolutely so yeah i, I definitely understand like the whole we're behind i want to do more we need to get somewhere else you know because i i get if you're uh if you're like me it's like all right i have this whole plan and this grand vision but like you got to start somewhere right so absolutely Just keep in mind that the work that
2: you do on Simpalo and everything that you build with software is very high leverage. That's something that I really loved about SaaS. It's kind of like, you're kind of building a small SaaS company, right? Software Mm -hmm. as a service. And, you know, for example, when we, we used to do fences, when you go and install a fence and I'm not sure what your pricing model is, but when you go and install a fence, you have to, you know, the same thing that every business has to do, capture a lead, sell the lead make it happen, right? Deliver, which is then, you know, installing a fence, but then we get paid for that fence, but we're done. Right. We have to go sell a whole other fence. With Simpalo, if it's a monthly subscription, that person should keep paying you over time, which helps. So the money that you build up front, it's almost like a real estate model where you're kind of, you know, building a real estate property that someone should rent out over time. And it benefits both parties because, you know, you're being paid over time and they're saving time and energy because that's all money is
0: is exchanging time and energy anyways yeah so yeah so it's interesting i have some commercial real estate that i bought last year (laughs) (laughs) and so i i bought all of the property that our fence company and everything is on but i bought two other buildings and i was like yeah i'm gonna buy these buildings rent them out and you know just start paying them off and you know kind of that whole like long-term wealth kind of concept and right. uh they're both just sitting there empty. So I've had better success in uh selling <laughs> subscriptions to my software than I have in the commercial real estate world. So uh fun little tidbit there. Right. But hey, you own that so you can sell
2: it. Yeah. Or do you want with it.
1: Right. So, so in your brand of uh expand your reality. Do you guys have any other things that you're working on that you'd be willing to share with us or let us in on? Or you got any other updates or apps or futures for um, Reality Fence that are coming up?
2: Yeah. So it, right now it's like we're gonna stick to Reality Fence 100, percent. and the reason cool. why um, I wanted to always keep the doors open for to like branch off if I wanted to. Um, like I said, like we said earlier, all of us are talking about, like we have to be able to see through time. And sometimes when you know you're unsure, it's like, well, let me keep the doors open, right? Mm -hmm. I'll close them, but I'm not gonna lock them. Um, So right now it's like, and I just like, I loved the fence industry before, but now that I work in it every single day, I can't really imagine. I mean, I'm sure that other ones are great as well, but just, you know, every single person who you talk to is
1: awesome. Like you said, well, this like Ameri- a fence show, So you can totally say that if you want to. This is Oh yeah, show, no, absolutely. So say, we're all about fence and we're only about fence mm-hmm. and that's what we're here to talk about.
2: Right. Like you said, it's just <laughs> like literally Americans that are like the glue for America is how I feel about the fence industry. Like literally. Um so I'm just gonna keep innovating to the highest of levels that I can in this industry and help everybody as much as I can make everything seamless effortless and like i said the first thing starts with selling more fence so like my whole goal with reality fence it was like i want to sell more today than we did yesterday i know that number one with reality fence even with contractors using it they're gonna make more deals we also give it for free for a week to consumers so anyone who you ever talk to who like might want a fence just tell them to sign up for reality fence shopper and they can go look at fences in their yard for free for a week. It's like completely free. Oh, that's because cool. I think it's it's also my job to get people who didn't care about fences before to start caring about fences. Now right. that makes sense. It's yeah, kind of
1: one of those. We uh, that's kind of our thing. It's like how do we um, perpetuate our brand if people aren't aware of a fence? Basically, they just right. and they, it's they, like it's just this thing I need to keep my dog in, right? Or to keep right. the bad guy out. But to develop that kind of personal relationship with a, a part of your home, a part of your family, so to speak. I mean, you're going to live with it for 15 to 20 years. Absolutely, it's It's so funny, like,
0: or maybe more, depending on
1: what it is. Presumably more, right? But I don't like over over overpromise, you know. Right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's so funny, like, it's one of those industries where, you know. You guys are in the fence industry. I'm in there. When you kind of like talk to someone, like they'll even like call you like a week after and be like, wait, I'm like driving around. There's like fences everywhere. And you're like, yeah, there is like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like It's like the backbone. So yeah, one thing I will share with you guys that's coming soon to reality fence is fun mode. Fun mode.
1: Fun mode. So we get party fence or like. Yes. (laughs) They're
2: going to be the craziest fences you've ever seen. Ever. (laughs)
1: So you guys borrowed some insight from uh, Fortnite and and we have like now we can build in in your thing. So it's now not only is it a, a software that's going to help us sell, but it's also a game we can play on our lunch break. Absolutely. And that's the thing is <laughs> for
2: two reasons we built this. Number one is I love the fence industry, but it is a little boring a little bit. It's a little boring oh, right
0: now, man. Right.
2: A right. little bit.
1: I love the lead up to the customer with the party fence or whatever this fun fence is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so, know, ma'am, I've got this other one, but I'm not sure you're quite interested in that, you know? Right. So, exactly. Are you sure? Just let me see it. <laughs> Bam. Purple, <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, it's
2: so funny. And I just think, um, also people have, a, like I said, a tough time with adopting softwares. Right. So yeah. I think it really will get people's guard down. Be like, Hey, try fun mode out. I want you to sure. try fun mode. It's fun mode. It's just fun. And it's um, yeah. it's very cool because, number one, they will be, like, the coolest things. I, think, I really think you're going to think they're really cool. I can't wait for everyone to use it. And it's not going to be, like, any kind of sign-up, anything. You're never going to have to sign up ever. It's just going to be right on the cover. Anyone in the world can use fun mode right off the bat. And that's another one of those things where, personally, I want people to start caring about funces. Fences. Not funces. Funces. Fun fences. Yeah. Yeah, a fun fence. I want people to start caring about fences. Maybe that's the
1: brand, Funces. Right. (laughs) They're fun fences. I mean, what else are they? I love it. So,
2: yeah. So that's going to be exciting.
1: Fun. I mean, I think it's cool still, also, still for the sales part of it, too. Like, I mean, the sales pitch can some sometimes be a bit stodgy depending on the customer, right? Mm. So, and I'm kind of a, if you haven't noticed, kind of a funny, I like to goof around a little bit. And so that would right. be a good way to kind of segue into having some fun, you know, and then loosen it up a little bit. I don't know how to do that. It is. It literally. You just, need this. Dan I needs
0: this. I need the fun stuff just so I could be like, here, play with this and let me know when you're done with like the entertainment part of that and we'll get back to business. Right.
1: <laughs> That's not how that works.
0: <laughs> so, uh, by the what? way, something you just said
2: uh, real quick you said like give it to them that's like a number one trick that i tell everyone who uses reality fence like literally give the ipad to the customer yeah and then take it back from them yeah when you take it back from them they want to buy the fence from you because they
1: want i I like this oh that's cool i want that
0: that's cool right that's just a quick thing i had to add in because you said that yeah so you need to uh, give it to them and then take it back so what what's been your experience with uh trying to get a new business up and running off the ground kind of in in today's world as a a young fella? Yeah, that was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life.
2: So, starting a business is one of those puzzles where it's like always going to be there for you. Does that make sense? It's a never-ending pile of work. You're never <laughs> done. So, it's like I'm thankful for it that it's always there for me. Like there's always work for me to do, always. Mm. It's the most complex issue cuz you you have all these different things that you have to do. Like I said, like there's marketing, there's accounting, there's you know everything that you have to solve. And there's a finite amount of resources that you have. You only have so many resources to solve a certain amount of issues and you have to prioritize which issues you have to solve. And figuring that out and even just surviving and that's like something that i've kind of realized it's like sometimes you're into just don't die mode you just have to survive so you oh, have yeah. to survive
0: I, and, we we talked about uh early on maybe episode one or two or something like that of uh how we spent some, some years in that mode of like, just don't die. We got to make it, we got to make it to tomorrow and next week and next month. But yeah. Right. And you, you stay in it and keep working and like the the clock keeps moving and you get there, you know? Right. And that's like, um, I, I
2: literally think the word leverage is the most important thing in business because it's what can you get out for how much energy you put in? And since you can only put in so much energy into things, i try and stick to high leverage activities so everything that i try and do is high leverage so when i put energy into it i can get as much out of it as i can and that's the one thing that i think is an important thing oh
0: i see what you're saying with the leverage yeah it's literally yeah. like a pulley the fulcrum, in
1: the, the fulcrum in the lever yeah, yeah right i understand tools. simple tools
0: i was thinking like uh I don't know more of like a, a leverage buyout kind of thing or like from that you know kind of leverage perspective but yeah i understand now how you're uh how you're using the word makes sense it's literally like a first principles physics angle yeah uh, right, right right yeah you i was trying to make it too tactics. complicated well,
1: not the negotiating tactics book you read no
2: no, right. no 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 that's a different
0: type <laughs> of leverage yeah yeah oh like i said i was trying to make it too complicated so
1: Drew, do you have, uh, you mentioned Bob, who was inspirational in some areas of this stuff. Do you have somebody you work with that's a mentor or a um, consultant or something that you've kind of relied on to walk you through the starting of the business and sticking with the business? Or you mentioned it as you uh, called it a puzzle. And I think for yeah. me, like some of that, when you dump out a puzzle, you're kind of like, I don't even know exactly where to start sometimes, you know, so right. uh do you have somebody that you rely on, or that got you going, or something like that? that you can could- very thankful that I come from like a family
2: of entrepreneurs. Like cool. everybody, my mom, my dad, my grandfather Terry, my uncle Brad, he was an entrepreneur. Um, so I'm very thankful that everyone. I kind of like grew up like watching it, and I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Like, you know, how like it's it's also a thing. Like everyone has to kind of figure out their role in life. What's your purpose? And what is it that I'm meant to do? And I know that really, I got even when I was a kid, like I almost wanted to be like a doctor or something. I think it's because I liked helping people make progress. Like I literally just liked helping people. And that's what business actually is, is helping people make progress or saving them time in some one way or another. And that's um, very thankful that everybody around me was an entrepreneur. And
0: that's cool. So you had like a pretty big support system the whole time though.
2: Yeah. Like even my stepdad Jeff, he he's a CFO, so he's like um in finances. Like anytime I have like a finance question, it's always like him. He's always like he made sure that like when I was building reality fence that every dollar was spent like accordingly, Mm -hmm. like always like not like it was just like very good. And you know, very thankful for everybody.
1: Well you mentioned your cousin uh as part of the team. Uh are there any other family members that are like Fixtures of the team, Shireman
2: Adam Shireman. He's oh. a he's a a brother from another mother cool. to me. He's my partner in this whole thing. Um, he was crucial to reality fence, and his ability to solve problems and help people is tremendous. And he's um, one of those people obsessive about innovating t- at the highest of levels, and um, super thankful for him and the reality fence team.
1: Yeah. Cool. Do you all uh you have permanent employees or is everybody kind of can contract or how are you, how are you doing that now? Do you have Yeah, so
2: I get creative with it. So it depends on what the role is in my company. A lot of our tech stack, so like our developers and stuff like that are more employees on like a salary basis. And then things like we do our marketing in house now, but even like one little strategy that i've used is when i'm learning something new like for example when i started to learn marketing and um for i'm doing it with video editing now there's like agencies right so like there'll be an agency where it's like hey they'll give you three people they'll dedicate it to you like part-time but you don't have to pay for a whole salary of these three people but they'll give you 15 hours a week of their time right 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 and before hiring it in-house and creating an in-house team, it's kind of good to see like, all right, well, these this is doing it this way and they have success with it. So let's have them help us. We don't have to dish out as much resources as a business. We can see what they're doing. And then eventually, and I'm sometimes even up front with them, I worked with a marketing company where it's like, I want to work with you for a little bit, but I also want like a Zoom session every week where I'm learning from you. And I want to know what you did and why you did it because I'm going to replace you with in-house people right right i was up front with them about that and they were like wonderful and i was like you know and at at the end of the day people like nerding out about what they do anyways like you know like you would talk to someone about fences for free you don't even care sure you're just like i'll talk to you about fence or whatever anyways and i'm sitting here i'll we're having a conversation now and i feel like i'm literally talking to two new friends now so
1: Yeah, that's the beauty of the connectivity. That's what we've really seen, like the fellowship aspect in the trade shows and getting involved yeah. in those types of things um, and just the excitement around just talking about our work, you know. So, Right. Um, so what do you say would be the biggest challenge that you've experienced in getting everything going, getting the app launched and all that?
2: Our biggest challenge, I'd have to say, you know, I don't want to say it's not quitting because it's like I never once have ever thought of throwing in the towel, and it's not that, but it's business is painful And when you really try and reach your. That has to be it. Is part of me feels that unease when I leave potential on the table. So I always want to have performed very well, as just as a personal thing. Like I just like performing well, and I like feel the need as a leader of the team to have the team perform well for themselves and for the company as an entity that is together. And um, it's all about performing well and not leaving potential on the table. And every time that you do, you have to look back and look at it and accept it, right? And it's like, there's so many mistakes that all of us have made and like accepting potential being left on the table and not making that same mistake in the future. That's the
1: biggest challenge for me. Right. And that's honestly, that's been a big part of our show is that transparency in that area of like, right. we heard the beginning of the stories where like, oh, I screwed up and we hit a gas line, which was like catastrophic, but it's one of those things. that's kind of like, oh, I should be good at that. And, you know, it we- failed myself and my team and, you know, ultimately the company in that way. And so I feel you did. You started to say like not giving up, but I understand like being able to walk uh, with some measure of grace through like being discouraged and not feeling like right. you're living up to the maximum potential, or you know not feeling like you got enough done that day and all that stuff. So I get that. I've I owned a company for a few years and that and I felt that there, but I also feel that here. You know, I guess that's what makes me an essential part of the team here is I'm equally as invested as p- presumably all of us are here. You know
0: we all feel right. that man and that's right. what makes you like that's the difference between someone oh well, I won't say the only difference but I mean I think <laughs> that like drive and that obsession or whatever you want to call it is like you know the difference in people who are in different spots in life or like get different places in life or they're going in different directions or whatever so I mean I think that's I think that's an important characteristic to have is uh you know like at the end of the day, look back. Do you feel good about what you did today or not? And right. I mean I think sometimes you should think that. Like I, I think there's so many people right. they're just like, Oh, I'm gonna go to work, I'm gonna do what I do, and then I'm gonna leave and I don't freaking care if I get it done or not.
1: Right. I think the thing that is most beneficial for me is to admit, yes, sure, that there are some things I would have done differently, but also like to look for corrective measures, right? So that's what enables me to face the next potential trying day without right. having the like oh i failed and so i'm carrying that with me right because i mean we all know that you're out greatly your negative attitude can affect the outcome of all kinds of things whether you're actively you know destroying your your work or not if you just have that kind of attitude of defeat i mean i i see the you know people i interact with and and situations respond to me in that way you know so i think it's for me it's important to kind of look at oh yeah i I hit the gas line, but here's what I'm going to do different and have a plan of action to accept some right. fault. And then, you know, like I say, be looking forward to apply some corrective measures in the future. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Sure. What's tough about that is looking back at your previous self and being <laughs> like, that was bad. And then it's like, well, if I wasn't looking back like that, that means I didn't grow. Right? right. So it's like when you look back and realize that you were worse, that's a good thing. That's also tough to accept.
1: Right. Right. I have this new perspective. So obviously I'm not that guy anymore. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. You got to make progress. So I have to
2: make progress.
0: Yep. So, uh, man, we're like an hour and 10 minutes into this thing. Um, I had some stuff to talk about. Well, I mean, you know, it seems like every time we do one of these, we never get through the whole agenda, but, I would like to just kind of get your opinion of what you think, kind of like AR or AI or VR or any of that stuff, like where where do you think it's going? I I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but but do you have any predictions or ideas or anything like that of what you think is going to happen with with that whole kind of really new world? Absolutely. So let's start with AR and VR. Um,
2: This new Apple Vision Pro, it really is going to change everything, in my opinion. I think that – imagine everyone right now views – there's a distinction of software and hardware. Software is a program that can be viewed on hardware, right? So right now, you guys are looking at a laptop in front of you. I could be looking at my phone right here. I could be looking at my iPad. I could look at a TV. I could be going to the movies tonight and looking at a movie theater, right? Mm -hmm. VR is going to change all of that because all of those things are in one device. So when you buy an Apple Vision Pro, it's a movie theater, an iPad, a phone, a computer, any kind of those ways that you can view technology all in one, all at the same time, potentially. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen videos where like the guy has his phone right here. He's got his iPad here and his emails. He could be watching a movie and be doing coding on the side here, and it's like, oh, wow. And you could be viewing the real world. So you You could be be watching watching a cooking cooking video video on a huge screen, and then your stove's right in front of you. So you just have to look to the left, watch the guy do it, and look to the – straight forward. And the way that you interact with technology is going to change on that front. AI, like I said, I think it's going to be very tough for things to – be built in the physical world, it's going to come next. But AI is going to create software at an unprecedented rate. So the experiences that you'll be able to see are going to be built at an unprecedented rate. So the mix with AR and VR, being able to experience the things that you build and AI building things at an unprecedented rate, that's the future that we're looking at, in my opinion.
0: So the, like... Google, (laughs) Apple Vision Pro, right? The goggles, right? So that whole thing, like, that's an office, right? It's it's an office office on your face. Right. I mean, when you sit at your desk, when you're sitting at your in your office, you're sitting there staring at a computer screen, and like, yeah, you can take a laptop with you somewhere else. You can take your iPad, but now with that, you can take it all, and like, you can have it anywhere. So, you know, in it, I've seen, uh, like, I think Meta did it and somebody else did it where they made like board rooms. Right. And so they had these virtual board rooms and they would have like board meetings and stuff like that from people around the world. And I mean, you could project your computer screen on the, uh, on the wall and then everybody can sit around and have a conversation about whatever's on your computer screen. And then, you know, like the pass through stuff or whatever, where you can see through it. I mean, you can still look down and see your keyboard sitting on your desk. And you can see your mouse sitting on your desk so that you can control the TV hanging on the wall, like all of that stuff. I mean, again, I don't think that, and maybe we disagree on this, but I I think it's really difficult to sit here today and tell what it's going to have, you know, what that's going to be like in five years. But I think it's definitely taken us somewhere. Like I think five or 10 years down the world, I think the way that we conduct business is going to be a lot different than it is now just because of all of that
1: for for some terms
0: of collaboration absolutely like (laughs) the collaboration between humans like me and you might not be
2: sitting here on um like two screens we could be like sitting in the same room per
0: se we're like holograms in the same virtual room that's broadcast out now or something like that you know
1: you could like literally have the audience on the show yeah yeah i'm with that I said uh, some for some it will advance and others yeah. will. I, I mean, we still have people talk about faxing things around here. Which All is right. No, and it's, it's a generational thing. thing, you know. It's insane. So, you know, that's where we're at. I, I hardly, I said, I keep making the pen and paper reference. I don't really use pens and paper anymore. Right. I'm pretty much 100% digital. The one notepad I have is a, I wipe it clean and then I just reuse it that's the, what uh, I do the rocket book rocket book
0: so it actually you scan it and I it creates a PDF, it into a from PDF. My
1: handwriting and, right and I can just save my notes if I want to do that so, so one thing exhausting. for the pen and
2: paper guys mm. that just it like the whole that you love writing on pen and paper because of like the mind aspect of it and the habit but want the organization of digital notability best app Mm -hmm. it's like you can write things down you can make the paper even look like like lined paper like a grid or it can be a grid or any kind of paper and you can write it down with the apple pencil but all those notes are organized digitally but it feels like you're writing things down on pen and paper
0: so have you tried the uh remarkable tablet yes i love that so it's really cool because it feels very similar to actually like picking up a pen and writing on a piece of paper but it's a tablet. Now right. the downside of it is you can tell their uh, their hardware it needs some uh improvements. And, yeah, sure. it it's a little laggy and like, you know, it processes pretty slow and all that stuff, but super cool idea. The the whole writing interface on it and all that stuff is awesome. I've written on iPads and stuff like that, and it just doesn't feel the same. They right? have
1: that paper overlay I've used. I've it. never tried one of them yet. So I draw in a program called Procreate. And you can use the paper overlay with the Apple Pencil, pretty solid. Yeah. So as it's a kind of like a screen protector type is, thing, yeah. and it's intended to be textured like paper. Yeah. Funny thing is, while we we're having this conversation a moment ago, I don't know if y'all noticed, but I was on my phone for a minute. My son's texting me, saying, "Dad, can I buy this VR game?" So yeah. while we're talking about all these video, you know, AR, VR, AI, my son's trying to get in, get on the VR. So we we have an Oculus at home well oh, nice. he does and uh it's pretty cool i've not really gotten too far into it i want to like jump off some waterfalls or go mountain climbing i think you know or do like maybe some uh, mountain biking but
0: and one of the coolest things so it's not through a headset but it's a it's a vr well it is a vr headset that you wear but you know you connect it through a computer so it's not like a standalone thing but uh there's some game and i can't remember what it's called Uh, I I like. I play some video games every once in a blue moon. I used to a lot when I was younger, but you know, still, I, I kind of see that stuff every now and then, but there's this, uh, it's like a military simulator kind of thing. And you can like fly planes and stuff like that mm-hmm. in it. And man, so they, they, I, I was reading some stuff about people wearing like the VR headsets while they're playing this game. And so you're, they get, like, you know, a joystick and, like, the controls and stuff like that. And, I mean, people get, like, serious about it. And they'll buy, like, an F-16 cockpit that sits on their right desk something. And they put the headset on. And you can, honestly, it has sensors. And so, like, when you turn your head, you look around in the virtual world inside the plane. And then right, you man. have, like, the legit controls for a plane, like, you know, wrapped around while you're sitting in a chair. And... Uh, but they said, "What's you- that
1: movie Ender Game?" I mean, that's I think where that's where I think some of this stuff said It's like we're gonna. Get, I don't want to go too far down that. Path. What's the
2: movie called? I, Sorry, I broke up. Ender's, for
1: a second. Ender's Game, and the kids are yet. like they. I think they think they're playing a video game, but they're piloting real aircraft. Right. They're like involved mm. in in war, and so as a you know a weapon basically. Like so, I mean, that's what I think about my son doing some of this stuff, and he's like training to be in combat. Yeah, you know well how do you think i mean
0: where do you think the military recruits people to fly drones right i mean so now they have but like when you when you're sitting in that thing you have the headset on and all that stuff they said when you first do it you can only do it for like 10 minutes at a time because you get some kind of like vr sickness vr vertigo or whatever yeah yeah and so like it'll you'll start getting like dizzy and stuff like that and if you take the goggles off it is vertigo drew
1: Drew, thank you for going down this rabbit hole with us yeah. <laughs> dude i love
0: it uh, that's this is why we saved the like ai stuff for the very end and you know this whole you like, never know where, where it's world. gonna go yeah right. yeah but man it's super cool have you seen ready player one yes that's the movie oh, i was yeah. gonna bring no, up yeah 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 so you know basically in that movie they spend more time in a virtual world than they do in the real world right right so. and if you notice when they did the shopping like when he bought that suit
2: he bought it in the virtual world That's and got right. it delivered to him in the real world. That's right. So I nice. can kind of give you like that sense of how shopping is going to go in the future where like you have to see it on you and experience it first. That like movie very much shows that.
0: Yeah. I I mean, the movie seems like a, you know, feasible idea of the future of, you know, the United
1: States in that definitely possible. I like it way better than WALL-E. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm much more hopeful for the Ready Player One universe or version of that, you know?
2: And kind of like, this is kind of in a dark light, but, you know, these programmers are making software so addictive. Like, when you watch kids on like TikTok and the reels, like they're glued to it. Like, they're glued to it. I don't even know how to explain. And, you know, obviously they're going to want to do that same type of thing on VR. So, this gen- next generation of kids and people are just going to be glued to it. So yeah. if they um, make – once they make the virtual world cooler than here, all bets are off, I guess.
0: And, I mean, so when I was young, like, we'd sit there and play frigging video games until we passed out, I think. You right. Know, it, it was not for, like, some sense of responsibility and, like, I have to go to school tomorrow. I need to sleep for a couple hours. Right. I mean, we would have done it until we just fell over. But Right. My, and so my son, who is – almost six like if he gets a phone or an ipad or whatever it's exactly like you said he'll sit there until the freaking cows come home and like it, nothing else in the world matters you try to talk to him and it's just like he's in a different place and so it, it's a really weird thing i'm
1: not familiar with that colloquialism till the cows come home is that a long time yep you know tell them cows come home so, son and <laughs> it's just they go and then they come at a certain time like how does that I don't know. Designate a period of time. I just kidding. I'm not real sure. Just right. Kidding.
0: You know, I had cows and I never saw them come home. Once they were gone, like they did not come Maybe back that's what it means. It's them.
1: like an indefinite period until you stop them. Oh, right?
0: maybe that's what it is.
1: I don't yeah, know. Well. I'm just goofing off. You know. Well, I think, Drew, you got anything that we missed that you want to throw out there? I think we've about this is the longest episode to date. So thank you for an entertaining, uh, very involved and, you know, being a good slash host. I mean, you hosted some too. So it's been good, man. It's been good. And thank you guys uh,
2: for having me. Seriously. You guys are awesome. Hats off. You know, you guys are running a great show. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Two really cool guys. It's a pleasure
0: to meet you. I appreciate it, man. And it's been fun. And, uh, I, I'd like to connect outside of this environment Absolutely. as well. If that'd be cool. We should. So Absolutely. One more,
1: one more time. It's Drew Baskin of Reality Fence. Y'all check it out. He said one week free. So even if you want to use 30 it. Days, in-
2: 30 days. For oh, a 30 days. Oh, 30 days. Yeah, the 30 days.
1: Okay. Yeah. okay. And one oh, nice. week for all. Is that how? What,
2: yeah. Said so like it's a for a consumer. So like say, okay, uh, cool. say your aunt wanted to buy a fence. Sure. And she's like, well, I don't know what it looks like. Reality Fence Shopper is for her called reality fence shopper she can go on there for a week It's very simple in terms of a business we want you to implement it literally go make sales go make five sales before you buy it go see the customers faces when you show them their fence for 30
1: days and we'll talk to you after see that see that it works before you commit yeah Cool. Yeah, Great. that's awesome. I'm terrible at goodbye. so thanks a lot, man. We'll <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. And all of our audience and everybody that joined in, thank you guys so much. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, yeah, watch out for exactly them. pals trying to make their way home. Thank you all. All right. Get I ready.
0: swear. <laughs> goodbye, guys. <laughs> all right. See you.